0: Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about financial planning wellness must-knows is Jean-Viev Lenz. Jean-Viev is a duly licensed integrated financial wealth advisor. She is currently one of the leading planners with the largest independent financial firm in the Mid-Atlantic, First Financial Group. As an advocate for her business clients and a member of the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors, she has been educating the public since her role as a VP Financial Consultant at Charles Schwab in 2008. jean Viev is on the board of two small businesses, one in New York and one in Virginia. She lives in Reston, Virginia with her husband, two children, and their rescue dog. How are you doing, jean Viev?
1: I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me, Jason.
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to our time together. Before we get started, a little housekeeping for those that are joining us today Please, if you would, type in your questions. We'll do the best we can to get to those either during or after, time permitting. So jean let's get right to it. Financial planning wellness must-knows.
1: Thanks for having me. I know that topic must be like, what are are we talking about today? And I think with everything that's been happening lately, there is so much out there that the financial world just loves to pummel us with on CNBC and whatever news broadcast you're using, but a lot of times we don't actually look under the cover, and I don't think there's a lot of people that have actually thought about how your financial wellness ties into your physical uh, wellness. And I work with a lot of doctors, I work with nurses and podiatrists, a lot of people in the medical field, and they really get benefits from when I speak and when I'm assisting them. So today I'm bringing that to everyone, whether you have a medical background or not. Um, Today's agenda is really going to go over the benefits of this type of uncommon financial planning that I do uh, and my team supports you with as well. We're going to talk about if you're prepared to climb up and down the retirement mountain, uh, we're also going to talk about growing and protecting your retirement, and different strategies that you can employ that are, um, you know, tax aware. And all these things are maybe on the top of your mind, or maybe not. But there's some benefits that you'll get out of some of these topics today. So I would urge anybody that's on the call to get your iPad out, get a pen and paper, take some notes. There's definitely going to be some things that you're going to want to jot down and reference later on. Absolutely. All right. So the first thing is the financial plan is really like a checkup just like your medical checkup and this this is huge this is revolutionary to a lot of people because everyone goes to the doctor you go when you're sick a lot of men and women go for their annual wellness checkup or physical maybe every two years and they're asking you questions about why do you feel this way why does this hurt you know you're talking about your symptoms and they may be running some tests well guess what financial checkups are rarely done in the same fashion you And just like it happened to me when I was a kid, I would go in, somebody would plop something down in front of me. It was a mutual fund investment and say, this is what you should have. This is what you should do with your money. Very little fact finding, very little discussion about your goals, concerns, needs, um, very little financial calculation being run, not very much diagnosing of the needs or suggested solutions. It was the financial person's rush to sell me some product or service. And we're finding that that doesn't serve anyone, especially as we get older and we're aging. We need to step back. We need to be very methodical in our process. We need to do a checkup first and foremost of what we have, right? And if you're going in to talk to a financial person, they should be asking you a lot of questions, probably not even making a recommendation in that first or second meeting because they don't know you well enough to make that recommendation. I mean, think about it. If you went to see a doctor and after 15 minutes or 45 minutes or so, they recommended surgery. Would you take that at face value or would you go get a second opinion? Would you go do some research or maybe change your diet or change your exercise or, you know, do something else first? I think most of us would. So the the goal of today's session is to have you think about your finances in the same way, right? Not just rushing into something that may not serve you today or later on down the road. Okay. So the, one of the ways that we do this is by looking at, your financial life in an optimal balance sheet uh, way. And I love this grid that's on your screen because it really pulls apart why we're different, why my team and I are different, because we don't just look at the assets and liabilities like a lot of advisors look at. We always start with cash flow. And I ask my clients and I ask people that are referred to me, if you ever built a house, if you ever built a business, would you ever build it without a foundation? Well, the answer is no. You would never. Why? Because it would crumble, right? Everybody knows it needs a foundation. Well, your financial life is very similar. You have to know your cash flow coming in. If your cash flow were to disappear tomorrow, could you save for retirement? Could you go on vacation, right? Could you put food on the table very long, maybe a few months? But really, cash flow is king, and I think everybody listening today has heard that. Um, We need to make sure that the cash flow is sound before we can go work on other areas of your balance sheet. And just like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't build a house without a foundation, you would not build a house without a roof as well. And that's the yellow portion on top, which is labeled protection. Life is going to happen, right? People are going to get sick. People are going to get injured. Mm -hmm. People may get cancer, unfortunately. You know, uh, lawsuits can happen. Death eventually happens. There's all kinds of things that will happen to us during our lifetimes. You need to know if you're prepared for those things. Your advisor, whoever you're talking to, should be asking you, well, have you prepared for X, Y, and Z? (laughs) We spend a lot of time talking about this with our clients. So I think this makes sense. Even if you decide not to work with a holistic advisor, if you're taking notes, the next slide is something you're going to want to take some notes on. It's the house that we were just looking at, but it's now blown up to show a lot of the areas that are in that house. So clients that work with us have a financial planning discussion that lasts several months and we methodically start going through each one of these areas of course starting with cash flow we want to know what they're earning we want to discuss their insurance and their annual savings and of course their their tax costs and so forth and once we have a really good handle on that cash flow we jump up to the top and we start methodically going through things like well what if what if you are in a car accident What if your teenage kid goes off to college and they're in a car accident and some other parents sue you, you know, is your balance sheet exposed? Do you have that protection that you need to protect all the hard-earned money that you've been putting away in in different places? Um, A lot of clients don't understand how their health care or their disability insurance works, so we spend time going over that. And I would urge you to make a note. When was the last time you reviewed your declaration pages? Right. That's your car and homeowner's insurance, essentially, or umbrella insurance. If you have that, you need to review those things every one to two years. Right. How does your disability work right here? If you get sick, do you know how your employee is going to pay you? Is your disability check that will come to you taxed or not taxed? Right? A lot of people don't have the answers to those questions. So you would be jotting these things down today. Say, oh, I need to I need to check on that. Same thing with wills and trust. How old is your will? Do you have a trust? Do you have your medical and financial power of attorney You know, all buttoned up? When was the last time you did those things? Huge questions. The, the news has been lately about uh, Aretha Franklin, and then there was Prince, and there's all these famous people that are passing away. No estate plan was done. And it is a big debacle, believe me. Even if you're not famous, uh, people will argue money's lost in taxes and fees. It, it's just not fun. And the last one, of course, is life insurance, right? Do you have that in place? And we can sit here and pick this balance sheet apart for the next half an hour Mm -hmm. and that wouldn't be enough. But the idea is that you you get a snapshot of what's out there get a snapshot of how you can work with somebody as you're getting into your late 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond. You really should start looking at things from a holistic balance sheet approach.
0: Jean-Vivre, on that, we just had somebody chime in. Uh, Their question my spouse and I have a will and some life insurance. Our life insurance will expire in eight years when we're both 58. Uh, Do we need to keep life insurance once we retire and our kids are grown and out of the house? So that's a very specific question, but I just wanted to throw that at you.
1: Okay, so that is a specific question. Best answered to the person if they would be willing to email me after the session. But in general, (laughs) whether you keep your life insurance or or not is how well your financial person has set you up for success later on. And some of those questions will be answered later in the presentation. Most people, if they've been set up in the right way, they will have some term insurance that just falls off automatically, right, it'll just disappear when they get older, Uh, but they'll have some permanent insurance that's going to be there till the day they die, whether they're 95 or 100, and that becomes an asset, it becomes something that's, you know, like a Roth IRA, there's there's cash in there, like an investment, Um, and it's nice to have a little bit of both, uh, and whether you need both or whether you should have both depends a lot on how old you are. Can you qualify? Right? Can you even get it? Um, so there's a lot of individual questions there that we can go over. But that's that's an excellent question. So the answer to that question is, it depends, uh, it'd be nice <laughs> if you had some permanent uh, built on top of the, the, the term or the group insurance. Very well. Um, goal number one is to help you build and keep the maximum amount of cash flow. Notice I'm not going to talk to you about a fancy number. You don't need a retirement number, right? It's not about getting to $2 million or $3 million or whatever it is. It's about cash flow so that you can live comfortably, right? Number two is to protect your assets. You don't want to lose your house. You don't want to lose your income, right? There's certain things that we know have to be protected. Um, and then three would be, hey, living off your accumulated assets. You know, how can you turn those assets into net worth and cash flow? And that's something that we Aim to help you address okay so everyone has this retirement mountain that they're trying to climb and you may be on today's call and you may be in the accumulation period or you may be in the distribution period we help you with both right so the goal is you should be talking to somebody as your assets are building you're still working you've got 10 20 years great what are the things you need to do and be aware of so when you get to this pinnacle here the distribution is going to be easy that you can sail into retirement with more peace of mind. And there's some tips that you'd want to write down today. So if you're taking notes, um, some of the things that you want to do if you're on today's call and you're after age 50 or older than age 50, definitely these apply for everyone on today's call. But if you're older, it's even more critical because as we get older, you know, things happen. Um, when was the last time you updated your stay plan? Put a check mark on your paper day say, yes, I know when I did it, and it was 2015, or it was last year. If it's prior to 2013 or you haven't done it at all, that's something you're going to want to contact me for. I can give you estate planning references and referrals and even give you some guidance as to what kind of questionnaire you'd want to fill out before you go meet with an attorney. So that's a tool and a resource. I'm happy to share that with anyone on today's call. Um, Have you calculated how much income your investments can produce? That's something we can get into a little bit later. That's probably more for a second presentation that will come in a few months. Um, Have you requested a copy of your Social Security statement? Everybody should review that for errors. You can go on um, Social Security website and download a copy of that as well, especially if you're over 50. You should be seeing if it's accurate. Um, And also the the, um, ideal age to start taking your Social Security check, that's something that you should start to uh, discuss with your advisor as well because there's ways to take it that will give you more advantages later on in life.
0: Jean-Viev. Yes. We have another question about Social Security. Uh, The question is, what if you are 60 and have not received a Social Security statement in the mail, what do you do?
1: Okay, so just so everybody knows, the government stopped sending statements to people that were under 60 because of, of course, cost. So as you turn 60 and 61, you will start getting a physical statement in the mail. If for some reason you don't, you go to ssa.gov. That's S like Sam, S like Sam, A as an Apple, .gov, and that will allow you to log in. Obviously, they'll ask you some identifying information, so security number, et cetera, and you can download and get access to a copy. So I would urge you to make a note. Uh, and check that out as well. Sometimes there's errors. I've had people come to me that are 53 and just want to see you know what their number might look like when they turn 65. And lo and behold, they find that some of the working years they have weren't accounted for. Or they have questions on holes on their uh, Social Security statement. So it's always a good idea to look at it and get a downloaded copy to make sure that it's accurate. Okay.
0: Somebody actually just somebody actually just chimed in. Uh, Same to follow up on that question. When do you think they should start to look? In, in other words, how far in advance should they start to look into make sure that Social Security statement is right? Um,
1: I would say anytime after age fifty, definitely. The closer you get to okay. sixty-five or sixty-six or sixty-seven, right, when you think you're going to take it, the more urgent it is. Certainly before sixty, right? If you haven't done it yet, and, and if you're sixty years old, please get a copy of that statement because that means you may only have five years to get. Any corrections made, right? You want to be making corrections as soon as you discover them. But if you're 45 and you haven't ever looked at your statement, go go on the website, take take a look, make sure it's accurate, right? Yeah, you want to catch errors before they've been sitting there for 15-20 years and then, you know, it's harder to correct them later on. Good questions, excellent. All right, so going back to our mountain that we were discussing, and I'm going to try to keep on time today, a couple things you want to write down. And right in the middle, it says mortality, right? We're all worried of either dying too soon or living too long. And there's products and services that can address that. We're not going to, today's seminars is to tell you what those are, but you can guess that they're probably life insurance and long-term care. And whether you need them or how you can get a hybrid policy that does both you know, and what's the right thing for you, that's something that you and your advisor will need to walk through, right? And some can be very affordable. As you get older, obviously they're less cost-effective, but knowing what your own mortality looks like, look at your family history, uh, the health of your parents and your siblings, that all plays into this uh, to give you a little bit more peace of mind on the mortality aspect. Number two is illness and injury. We talked about that just briefly when we looked at the balance sheet. Know what would happen if you lost your job due to sickness. If you got COVID-19, if you got cancer, if you couldn't work for six months, nine months, 12 months, whatever it is, how would your paycheck still come in? Okay, and that's something you should be jotting down today, how your disability policy works and how it would pay you. Okay, very key there. Uh, Volatility, that is, once again, we have a whole seminar built on volatility of the market. The market's up. My gosh, it came crashing down in March. We thought the sky was falling. Then the market's back up, and now we're talking about, you know, best historic returns on the NASDAQ. There's a lot of volatility out there, and it's scary to a lot of people. And if you find that that's keeping you up at night and you can't handle that, guess what? You're probably taking on too much risk in your portfolio and should probably uh, address that. So really individual. Um, jot down a note about if you can't sleep at night, that you should revisit the volatility or your investments. We can take a look in, under the hood and help you address that. Um, the last two on that chart are actually tax-deferred vehicles and then inflation. Right? And inflation is something we can't do anything about. It's just there. Um, and tax-deferred vehicles, we can use some of those for, for clients, and they should be aware of some of the ones that are out there uh, by talking to their advisors.
0: Quick question, Genevieve. Ah, um, yeah. Somebody asked, you mentioned tax-deferred vehicles. What exactly are those, and what types do you recommend?
1: All right, so tax-deferred vehicles are your 401K, first and foremost. You don't want to turn away free money if your employer has a 401K and they're doing any sort of a match. Please take advantage of that up to the match. It's also IRAs. It's also SEP IRAs, right? If you're uh, self-employed, you might have a SEP IRA. There's something called simple IRAs. All of those are tax-deferred. Everybody should be taking advantage of those and then eventually taking advantage of converting some of those tax-deferred vehicles to tax-free, right? So those are things like your Roth IRA and Roth 401k. Um, and we can have a whole – if you wanted to, Jason, we could have a whole seminar built around just vehicles and what's the difference between a Roth and a regular, um, and maybe maybe we'll get to that. But uh, those are okay, the they, basic
0: – Okay, vehicles, vehicles like going car shopping vehicles or uh, – uh, no, I'm just messing with you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like uh, then financial uh, –
0: account statements yeah that's, just, probably just
1: do that. It, does, it does look funny vehicles I would love I would love if there was such a thing as a Tesla extra for a vehicle that I wouldn't have to pay taxes on my Tesla no just all joking aside
0: <laughs> well if you anyway go ahead
1: <laughs> uh, all right so down the mountain right so if you're on today's call or if you're responsible for an aging relative um, that's over age 65 then these are things you're going to want to address, right? Have they or have you planned for income longevity? In other words, how long will that paycheck, whether it's Social Security, whether it's pension, whether it's the money they put into their IRAs and 401ks, how will the cumulative effect of all those monies, how will that work and how will that last? And that's what we mean when we say income longevity. Um, have you planned for rising health care costs? That's a big one. There was a statistic that I read last month that said if you're 65 today and you may live to age 95, you'll spend about 250000 on health care and long-term care over the rest of your lifetime. That's a quarter of a million dollars. So if you haven't put a plan in place, if you haven't been speaking to somebody about the astronomical costs of health care later on, that's do something it. that we can address for you. Yeah.
0: You question? Do it now.
1: Yeah, no, no, now. I was going to
0: say, just do it now, right? Stop, yeah. stop, stop waiting.
1: Yeah, just just have a conversation. Nobody's trying to sell you anything. Nobody's going to put you in something that's not effective. But if you don't seek out education, if you don't have some conversations, get knowledge, you're not going to know what you need to know. And that's hopefully why you're on today's call. Yep. Um, second second big or third big thing here, if you plan for guaranteed income, huge, right? You need to plan for guaranteed income because, gosh, that income's gonna be the one that has to pay your food bill, that has to pay that medicine bill or the roof over your head. So that's another one. And then are you taking advantage of rising uh, tax rates? That's once again, something that we won't get into in detail, but with the pandemic and this two, $3 trillion ever rising number of PPP loans and everything else, it's actually written down on the small business website that a lot of those things will be funded by future tax increases. So if you're not aware of that, now would be a really good time to start talking to an advisor to help you figure figure out how to mitigate uh, the rising taxes that we'll see in the next you know 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. Which dovetails perfectly into this slide. Who are your team of professionals? You know, who's going to help you protect your growth if you're still working, all the money you're putting into retirement accounts or investments? And who's going to help you distribute it effectively in retirement, right? So a lot of the people that I work with and you should be working with too is having an accountant. Have an accountant, have a CPA, have some kind of partnership there, right? Have an investment advisor that looks at your 401k but doesn't just advise on that. They look at everything. They look at all your other dribs and drabs, IRAs, investment accounts, stocks that you inherited from relatives, you know, the risk in those investments, and start modeling some income planning for you. Estate planning, that goes without saying. We just mentioned that that's going to be key, uh, that you need to have an estate plan, wills and trusts, and then having a holistic life insurance review. That's also very, very important. The person that chimed in earlier said, well, should I keep it past in retirement? Do I need insurance? Should I have, you know, what type do I need? Once again, very personal decision. Most people prefer to have some type of permanent uh, insurance if they can afford it. And here's a perfect example. I, I love pictures like this. Because it shows that you're this little green oval at the top and it shows what a financial coordinator can help you do, which is liaison between your banker, your CPA, uh, your other advisors. Maybe you've got somebody at Fidelity that you've been talking to. Maybe you do have a business attorney or a state planning attorney. All these people should at least once a year be talking together on your behalf. They shouldn't be running in silos and working individually because mistakes are made, bad advice is given. I can't tell you that some of the horror stories that I've heard over the years of the accountant telling the person to take Social Security early at 63. But had they talked to the advisor and and another business uh, uh, attorney, then they would have realized that that was probably uh, not the right decision to make. So please, please, please make sure at least your CPA and your financial person are talking to each other and maybe your estate planning attorney. those, Those three people, that's why there's this little triangle here, should be absolutely be talking on your behalf once a year. Okay. little time. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Maybe just a couple minutes on investments. Um, do you know what you own and why you own it? Jot that down. Why do you own this stocks? Why do you own these mutual funds? All right. If you don't know why you own it, then it might be a time to look and analyze uh, what it's doing in your portfolio. Um, because as you review your investments, the ability to produce income is going to be driven from what you own. So if you're 60, or 55, or gosh, even 63, and you don't know how the income is going to be driven from the investments that you own, it's high time that you write that down and and seek somebody that has knowledge in that area, okay? And that perfectly says what bullet point number three is here. Do you know what your cash flow looks like? Do you know what your distribution strategy looks like, excuse me, Uh, especially if you were to become sick uh, or in retirement? I'm not going to spend time on this slide today, but this gives an idea of all the calendar year returns over the last 40 plus years. Um, This is great because it shows there's a lot of green that's above the line, so the market finishes in positive territory, and it shows you a lot of the, you know, red little lines that are below uh, the zero mark here, which really speaks volumes to volatility. Do not listen to the news every day. Do not sit there and trade on a whim. Get sound advice. Get a plan in place. That's why you're on today's call, because the plan will drive your decisions, not, oh, the market's up. I think I should buy more, or you're going to panic and sell at an inopportune time. So if you're interested in learning more about market swings and uh, planning for market volatility, contact me with an email after today's session. I'll be happy to share that with you. All right. The reason I put that up on the today's presentation is really to put a question in your mind, and it's this. What if you could capture most of the market gains? We saw those green lines rising to the sky, and protect from the downside risk at the same time. If you're not speaking to somebody that knows how to help you do that, then it's high time that we schedule a conversation. Right? Having a review of your goals and your investments means that you should be able to do both. You should be able to get market gains. You should be able to get a decent return, you know, five, six, seven percent But you also should not be able to be exposed to 100% of the risk on the downside. So there's a lot of vehicles, since the boomers are aging, there's a lot more products and services that have been developed to answer those concerns. And some of them are very, very good. Um, We have access to all of them, and we whittle it down and pick the best of breed for our clients. We do a lot of research. If you're curious to know more about that, um, also just send me an email, and uh, maybe you can be part of my next uh, downside risk protection um, session. Now, here's one of the last uh, few slides that we have today. If you remember very little from today's session, because I've been going through this rather quickly, the first thing would be to remember the balance sheet that we talked about earlier and how much is on there and how many things you have to pay attention to, and this would be the second slide right because you're all doing this in some fashion right you're all have been saving money in some to some tax deferred asset you all have some kind of ira or 401k or sep ira and you're putting money away in this blue bucket nicely like you've been taught for retirement and then you probably all have some taxable assets right maybe it's a maybe it's savings account or some investments some stock that you own that's also great right you've been taught to be a saver and you're putting some money in the taxable gold bucket in the middle. But what's interesting about a fully integrated tax and investment plan, a lot of people haven't been taught how to build their purple bucket, right? The tax advantage assets that are sitting over here on the right. And if you look below that, it says here how it's taxed. Well, it's taxed 0% at distribution. So a lot of what we're doing as part of the knowledgeable aging mantra is teaching clients, okay, you've got 200000 in your tax-deferred bucket, you've got a million, you've got whatever it is. Are you going to go into retirement and then have to start paying the government at a higher rate potentially because of COVID and the pandemic than you would have thought when you started building those buckets? Or are you being taught to start to methodically start moving this money, right, taking money out when it's advantageous, paying a little tax now because we're near historically low tax brackets, may not feel like it, but we are, and starting to put it into things like a Roth 401k and an IRA, like permanent life insurance and things that can be tax-free. So there's a lot of things that we can discuss. If you haven't learned that, if you haven't seen this before, jot it down, right? Make yourself three little boxes. You can even put your own number in it. What do you have in tax deferred? What do you have in taxable? And what do you have in tax advantage, right? If they're not more or less equal, then there might be an issue. If you've got a lot in the blue bucket and there's zero in the purple and maybe just a little bit in the gold, then we need to have a conversation, right? Or you need to have a conversation, at least with your CPA, but probably with your CBA and your investment advisor at the same time, okay? We know taxes are going to go up. It's a a given certainty. I can't tell you if they're going to be, you know, 40%, 45, 50, or like they were back in the 70s. Uh, you know some of the tax brackets were as high as 70 or 80 percent But we do know that you need to have more balance to get a the best tax and investment plan possible Okay, so wrapping up here. I just wanted to throw one of these last slides in is about health care and social security um, You it's always a good time to look at your health care and see if it's affordable I have contacts that I give to my clients all the time and They don't cost you anything, but they just look under the hood and say gee are you getting the best, best health care possible? It could be with your employer. It could be on the exchange. It could be just a standalone policy if you're young and healthy. But you want to make sure you're getting the best bang for the buck, so that's something that I can send you referrals for. Um, Same thing with your HSA, your health savings account at your employer. You want to be funding that. You want to be taking advantage of putting money into that that bucket if it's available to you. And then we said earlier, you know, those of you who haven't already done it, I'm sure you'll go to the ssa.gov and download your most recent Social Security statement. Okay. And why do we use this approach? Why did we discuss this today? Why are you joining us? It's really about making sure that you do one through four, which is, number one, review and assess what you have currently. You're going to do that after today's session, I'm sure. Uh, two, determine what financial holes you have. Probably some things you became aware of on today's call, as we've been talking. Three, decide if you're going to fix those holes on your own or if you're going to get help from a professional. And number four, explore your options call email me reach out to the different advisors and resources i have find out what you don't know today so you can move forward with better health and wellness for the future okay and so basically with that and i want to make sure i promised jason i'd end on time come talk to me it doesn't cost me anything it doesn't cost you anything to email me uh book on my website there's a complimentary consult you can book 30 minutes or an hour-long meeting and find out some of those answers to your questions. Thanks for having me again, Jason. I was happy to be a a great resource to those uh, that that find that knowledgeable aging is such an an important key to them.
0: Well, we do appreciate that, jean V. And just so you know, this does go uh, convert to a podcast. So go ahead and how can people find you? Go ahead and tell them how they can find you. So if they are listening to this while they're running or in their car, how can they find you?
1: Sure. So I can be found at Lens at ffgadvisors.com. So that's genevieve spelt with a J dot lens, L-E-N-Z, at ffg, that's Frank Frank George, advisors with an S dot com. You can also ring me direct at 571-375-8040. Uh, That's 571-375-8040. And if all else fails, just look up First Financial Group uh, in Reston, Virginia, and there's my website there as well. You can book online to talk to me further.
0: really do appreciate your time today. Um, I do have one last quick question. Somebody has asked, how often do you reevaluate or do you meet with your clients to kind of go through where they are and where they're headed? How often does that happen?
1: So it depends what kind of services they've asked for if they're just doing an a la carte service with us or they're doing the full planning at a okay. bare minimum at a bare minimum it's twice a year, right? So okay. one face to face, one could be virtual. Some clients are meeting quarterly, some only want to meet once a year, but usually I schedule at least at least twice a year. yeah.
0: Very good. Well, thank you again for your time. Um, until we have that next webinar, which we've uh, we've started to discuss. We'll get you uh, get something going here in the fall. My name is Jason Kotar, I'm your host and this is Knowledgeable Aging.